welcome to episode 27 of the Talentopoly podcast. Today we'll be talking about designing with your iPad. I'm your host, Jared Brown, and as always, I'm joined by my ever-insightful, wine-consuming co-host, Brandon Corbin, and today's special guest, Patrick Dapp. Woohoo! Hi. <laughs> so before we get into what Patrick does, let's talk about what we're drinking on this episode. And we will start with you, Brandon, as always. I'm drinking Coppola again. Excellent. He's just so tasty. It's a cab. I don't know where it's from. Um, it's fourteen seventy nine. It's a really mellow. It's good, and it does the job. I like it. That's a little on the pricier side for what you usually drink. No. Well, what's no. what's the priciest bottle you've ever had? I think I got like a fifty six dollar one, and it tastes like shit. No, I, I usually I'll usually spend. I try to spend less than twenty. Okay. So. But yeah, that one that I seller number eight, that thing's like ten ninety nine, I think. Right on. I am drinking a eighteen ninety eight Merlot from. No, I'm actually drinking <laughs> again. Oh, funny. I'm drinking a Blue Moon. Nothing special. Uh, Patrick, what are you drinking? Uh, beer. I've got a <laughs> Wee Mac. Man, nice, very nice, from Sun King. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So, Patrick, tell us a little bit about what you do. I know you work with Brandon. What types of things do you do? Um, mostly e-commerce stuff, uh, front-end development, uh, design, kind of branching out into uh, really trying to focus things to be display-ready for the iPad. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so Patrick and I, so um, you, you've probably heard me mention him. I think I've probably mentioned him in every show that we've done. Um, Patrick is, uh, the, I'll call him a kid because now it's almost four years ago um, that <laughs> that uh, that I got him uh, at the company where we worked. And um, he's just, he was an awesome designer coming out, you know, but his like CSS, his JavaScript was, you know, pretty rough for they're not rough, but rough for like somebody who's going to be professional. And now, like in two years, he's just become a fucking master at it. So it's great. It's it's good to see him grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are still working on projects together. Uh huh. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So when you say designer, uh, like where are your passions in design? Is it you know I, I see so many different areas to that, like user experience, branding, graphics. You know what types of things do you like doing? Uh, more on the user experience side. Awesome. That's great. So like, what's a interesting user experience that you've had to deal with lately? Uh, lately, uh, designing a, uh, somewhat massive application. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, let, now I'll, I'll give a little bit more detail on that cause he'll be modest about it. It's, um, imagine taking an interface of an application that's probably, what do we figure? 15 years old? Uh, yeah, according to the notes right. and the yeah, it's, code, it's, it's, it's going on 15 years. Yeah. And, and there's still like, you know, uh, it's, it was started in Germany. It had developers in India. So there's languages and all, I mean, it's, it's insane, but anyway, imagine this enterprise level thing that's got how many million lines of code to now take that and to try to make it like modern and sexy. So, so obviously like a graphic overhaul, but on the user experience side, I mean, is it just entirely a new navigation scheme for it? Uh, yeah, doing a new navigation and just really just a layout in general. 
Um, everything before was just kind of a mess. I mean, you had forms with just like endless fields and inputs, and uh, it was pretty overwhelming. What do you do for icons? Are you, you kind of a make it from scratch guy, or do you have some favorites? Um, usually just icon packs. Okay. Um, icon suites is one I use a lot. Do you ever use icon search uh, websites <laughs> all the time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We used to use it a lot more. Um, now I've been going kind of more for the um, like more outline icons, not like full color. So I usually just use like glyph icons and icon packs. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's a lot more flexible and then I can add my own spin on things as far as like colors and blending options in Photoshop. Has Brandon got you doing font face icons yet? Uh, yeah, actually I started using that on this project. <laughs> Sweet. And you're, are you using Pictos? Yeah. God, there's that other one though that, and, and I can't remember the name of it, but it had like 128 characters and this one, uh, but it, it uses the before, so it doesn't work. And what what doesn't support before? Is it IE six or seven? Mm. Um, definitely six, maybe seven as well. Yeah. So if Which that's the you case, guys then. have to support unfortunately on that large one, right? Large well, one. Oh, cut off is I eight. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it's what's cool about it too is it's um, it's all an internal product now. Um, so the everybody who's going to be using it are internal to the company. So it it does give us a little bit more flexibility. But yeah, so basically the the old system. I mean, there were parts of it that could only run in Internet Explorer five, and it had kind of like an Internet Explorer five uh, frame built into it. Um, so I mean, it's it, it's just it's absolutely insane. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, the new iPad has come out, and surprisingly, they didn't call it iPad 3. They call it new iPad, right? Wait, okay, so why does everybody give a fuck about this? Well, why did they, like, because doesn't it's, that it's, seem incredibly stupid? No, it doesn't, because the fact of the matter is I don't say, hey, honey, where's my iPad 2? But <laughs> ever, ever, true. I say, where's my iPad, right? Okay, and but... it's and it's just like my Acura Legend. Now I know it doesn't say this is a 1993 Acura Legend, which I don't have. I don't. That's my dad's car <laughs> from 20 <laughs> years ago, whatever. Um, but there's there's really no, you know. So I see what they're doing from a branding standpoint. Is fuck it, you know, just like what Chrome's doing. It doesn't matter that I'm on version 17 now. I'm using Chrome, right? It's a simplica- uh, simplification of your brand. I think. I could see that. I mean, the MacBook Pro line doesn't have a number, so. I mean, and they they do, and it's like the people who really care about it know what it is. It's like a car. It's the year, right? Yeah, so they know what it is. It does make it harder, though, when you're talking to a friend and he's like, hey, what iPad do you have? Uh, have No, you'll say the iPad 3. Yeah, but that's where the confusion comes from is if it's a common thing people are saying, but it's not actually – the name, I mean, you might get different, you might get inconsistent ways to referring to it, right? People will say, well, I have the iPad from last year, or I have the iPad 3, or I have the third generation iPad, or... I, Would you rather say I have the Samsung Galaxy-esque Eclipse no, but, <laughs> with the ice cream sandwich? <laughs> what, what is wrong with the numbering system? It works for OSs. Why can't it work for a I, physical I, product? Because because you're a nerd and we expect we need the versioning, we need that, but the consumer, which this all of their products are going for, and it's scaring the shit out of me. Um, it, it, all of their products are starting to be built for the people that don't give a shit. That's it's fine, a, but I'm talking about talking to friends who are terrible with computers, but they at least know. Oh, I have an iPad too. I mean, they know it's not an iPad one. That 
I know, but that one use case isn't. I I just can't see that argument up against like the overall positioning from their brand of iPad, which is going to be iPad. The next one's going to be iPad. The next one before after that's going to be iPad. It's always going to be iPad. Yeah, fuck off. It sounds ridiculous if you're like I have iPad 16. That I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) So at least you're avoiding that. Yeah. Okay. So there's been a lot of discussion around how to design for this iPad because it has the retina display, twice the resolution. You've got to make larger graphics now for your apps. But I haven't seen anybody talking about designing with the iPad, using it as a tool in the designer's tool belt. So today on this episode, we're going to be talking about how you can design with your iPad, whether it's a one, two, or new. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So I will hand off to you, Brandon, because you are leading off here with the review of Photoshop Touch. You got a chance to play with this, right? I I get to lead with this? Well, so so here's... Okay, so you might know that I don't... I'm not the most, like, prepared person other than the things I'm very specific on working on. And this podcast would maybe be one of them. So I I was under the impression that this was designing for your iPad. So designing with your iPad, it's a little bit different. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So let me roll. No, so Photoshop Touch came out, and uh, it's 10 bucks. And it's actually pretty damn good. There's my, re- there, there's my review. That's an amazing review. <laughs> no. You it's, should have okay. a blog where you review gadgets. So the very first thing that I did with it um, was take a photo of my kids, who I love dearly, and I swapped their faces. And it was the most creepy thing my wife's like oh damn you know i mean it was bad it was just very bizarre but i was able to do it i was able to go and trace their shapes they have uh the 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 all they have a lot of the different tools was it the highlight tool that you used for that yeah so i use i I use the magic wand but the click to uh the click magic wand so you click 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 to outline it that's just the way i've always done it since photoshop 2 Mm -hmm. or, or whenever that that feature came out um and and i was able to cut it out i was able to blur the edges a bit i was able to then go in and and change the the you know the the layer blends i mean it has a whole lot of feature the thing that's kind of weird is it does have a new like um design metaphor for the menus and all that so you have to kind of get used to you know oh i've got to click this again i don't have a lot of insight to where things are until i click on it and that could just be again they're fighting with a small screen real estate but um it's it produced pretty good uh you know pretty good picture and now again i didn't try to send it i didn't try to print it i didn't you know this was me just playing around on my ipad could i see myself using this for uh, you know oh here's the thing that i don't like about it um is that it? The only thing that they offer is, is their Adobe Sync. You, so you can open it up from your camera, from your local file, you know, from your ca- camera roll. Um, but they have like the Adobe Creative Sync. Yeah, I Creative think is what's Cloud, called Creative Cloud that you yeah. can put stuff in. Let me do it from Dropbox. You know, very, let me. Very you know, good point. Yeah. But but all in all, I mean, it's it's a fun tool to play with. I don't think I'll be sitting there doing any kind of photo uh, manipulation on my iPad that I would then use up in the web. Um, I just can't see myself doing it really just because, again, I think it's a different, you know, it's not like you. Well, the other main problem that we have is a lack of fonts. You know, I mean, where I've got 
500 fonts that I can play with from a design standpoint. And I don't, I don't even know how many I have there, but even in pages, you don't have a whole slew of fonts uh, in the iPad, but uh, all in all, it's a pretty cool. And it gives you a lot of, you can do some pretty cool shit with photos, you know, where you can take them and you can, you can give them all the styles you want. You can come up with your own kind of effects and then upload them to, uh, you know, Vimeo or, um, you know, wherever you put your photos mm. anyway. Yeah. Good app. Um, 10 bucks. It's worth it considering their desktop versions, how you know rate me dollars i forget how much it is something something, yeah i mean hundreds uh icons did their did they reinvent the icons or did they use a lot of the same icon metaphors they they use a lot of the same uh, icon metaphors they actually here's one of the things i really liked is that they have this new new mode of um where you when you put your thumb down it kind of gives you an arrow of where your cursor is and then it requires you to click again with your other thumb. It's hard to explain visually um, or audibly. Um, but it gives you really fin- fine detail to outline things and to trace it. So, and I don't know what you would call it, but it's kind of it does require two thumbs to to pull off. But um, it's it's a nice way of being able to see because a lot of times the detail that you're trying to get to is under your thumb. Right. Right. So you're zoomed in. I want to trace her eyeball to give it a different color and I can't really see it. So this makes it so I can kind of control all of that and still have like this click and blah, blah, blah. But it's a good app. Um, check it out. It's 10 bucks. So you just used your finger for it. You didn't use a stylus? No, I didn't use my stylus for it. Even with the stylus, the stylus has to be so fat on the end that you really don't have a um, – yeah, they're, they're, it's not like a, a, a Wacom tablet. Right. Right. The Wacom tablet, you had so much control of it. It really felt like I was writing with a pen. I had pressure sensitive. Here, it's kind of dumb. Boom. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's fat and it's this big half rubber ball. And you get some fine detail, but not, not enough to really get in there and do the kind of stuff that Patrick would want to do. Right. And we'll yeah. actually we'll be talking about a pen that gets much closer to acting like a real pen a little bit later. It's kind of interesting. My pen is huge. <laughs> the layers, though, I saw in a review. Now, I couldn't actually try this out because I have the original iPad and this only works with the iPad 2. And you mean iPad 1? Yes, the iPad 1. <laughs> See how often this comes up in conversation? No, it, it, it won't be. It'll be too, uh, um, I have the uh, 2011 MacBook Air. Yeah, I have the iPad 1. I don't even have a MacBook Air, and I think my computer's 2010. So, But anyway, <laughs> that's, that's the point, right? Right. Patrick, so, what do you have? A MacBook Air. What year? 2011. And what type of iPad do you have? Uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll say iPad too. <laughs> so. But that's fine. So I, I would still say I have the iPad three, right? But I but they don't, but they don't need to worry. Well, God damn it! Quit taking us off course. No, we keep getting pulled back to that. It's a sticky topic. It's going to come up a lot. It's no, going to take a generation or two for us to forget that they numbered these things. <laughs> the, it won't. It won't. It won't. Just like how everybody was like, oh, the iPad, the worst name ever. It's like MaxiPad. <laughs> right? You remember that? Yeah, and everybody's up in arms that. about it. Oh, or the Wii. Oh, my God. They called it the Wii. That is actually a terrible name. No, but it doesn't matter. They sold it a shitload of them. <sighs> you can call something <sighs> Google and misspell it, and it'll work well. Okay, so wait. This layer editing. Um, yeah, pretty basic okay. layer editing, right? But, Dude, it's on a fucking tablet, and it's $10. 
I mean, right. I've got, I've got, so I've got this picture of, of my wife and, and I've set her, uh, her blend mode, um, you know, to, to linear dodge. And so they, they don't have maybe as many blend modes, um, but you can still do. So it, it all comes down to that really how good art is, is not really dependent on the tool, but how good the person is who's using that tool. So there's going to be an amazing art that's going to come out of this, regardless of what like a, you know, a photo manipulator would say, give this review. You know, they are like, oh, it doesn't have all of these thousands of features that I need. But my <laughs> daughter, my daughter could sit down on here and do some amazing shit. And the stuff these kids are doing both on Picnic and on, you know, these apps that have almost none of the features that Photoshop have is really impressive. Yeah, I agree. That's what it's about is you've got all this tons of people that just have iPads and they still want to do image manipulation. They're going to use this app, right? Yep. I mean, yeah, I think if they you have if you have full full-blown Photoshop and a great designer setup, of course you're going to use that. And that professionally, yes, you're going to use that. But there are going to be a lot of people that only want to do stuff on the iPad, and this should be pretty nice for them. Yeah. And yeah. at $10, I, were you surprised they offered this at $10? I wasn't. Really? I mean, it's no. Adobe. They're used to charging so much. Don't you think this is kind of hard for them to price something at $10? I don't know, Patrick. When, when you we were we were together when they when this came out, right? Did, you didn't download it though, did you? No, I haven't downloaded it yet. I mean, I must feel like, I mean, for the iPad, like, I guess ten dollars is fair. I wouldn't expect it to be any more. Yeah. Hopefully, at least. <laughs> would you ever yeah. want to use this, or would it just frustrate you to no end to use this, Patrick? <sighs> I mean, I could see myself using it for photo editing and maybe just playing around. Um, it's it's more for being creative, <laughs> right? Where yeah. now for for both like for me and I know for Patrick, that Photoshop is when I need to go in there and I need to be productive in web development, right? That's that, and it's fireworks for me. But it's Photoshop for Patrick for sure, um, even though I've tried to convert him. And he never would. Um, but the shit that he can do in Photoshop is is amazing. It's absolutely amazing what he can do. And you'll zoom in. I mean, most of the time he's spent at the pixel level, you know, where it starts outlining all the pixels. <laughs> right. So uh, you, this is probably more of a creative, uh, just a creative outlet than what I would do for productive work. Why, why would you want to be creative in this versus at the desktop? Or do you think this is really for people that don't have the desktop? No, no, I I would want to be. I, I like being creative in this because I sit in my bed and I, it's more of a natural. I'm getting. I can use my stylus. It's it's more well. So for me personally, I'm left-handed, but I mouse on the right. So everything I draw on the computer with my mouse is done with my right hand. So this is just you know this breaks out the left or right brain a little more, and and so I like that where I, I feel like I'm more working on a canvas versus working on a computer. Okay, that makes sense. Very cool. Uh, let's talk about air display for a minute. Have you guys heard of air display before? I'll let yes. Patrick answer that one. Yes. yes. Have you played with it, Patrick? Uh, yeah, I actually had kind of put it off for a while. And then the other night, um, I was watching some YouTube video and, uh, yeah, streamed it to my Apple TV and I was actually pretty surprised in like the quality level, like, so you used it like AirPlay then, is that right? Oh, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Okay, so Air, let me just explain AirDisplay here for people that don't know. AirDisplay is an app you download for your Mac. You can also, I believe, download it for Windows, and you can download it on iOS devices. And what it lets you do is use another computer or 
your iOS devices as uh, displays, as additional displays. So I can actually, and I, I was playing with this yesterday and today, and I, I joined my iPad display to my Mac OS X Lion uh, MacBook Pro setup. So it was actually a second display. And I could drag stuff over to my iPad, back off of the iPad. <laughs> that is black fucking magic. It, it was pretty cool. <laughs> and what it does, it just runs a server on your operating system, on your desktop, that the iPad just connects to, or iPhone. And I had first heard about this at a conference that I went to last year where the uh, these incredible icon artists were talking about how they quickly preview their work on the Target device like on the iphone where they're you know this icon will show up they can just drag it right over anytime while they're working on it be like oh yeah that's looking pretty good over there okay drag it back and see it at the different ppi how how was the lag for you because because i could have sworn uh jason who we work with um was running it and he was saying that he had a lot of problems with just like lag that it's it's better for more just kind of it's over here so put your tools and stuff over there not where you're actually going to be working is that fair i would use it more as a preview i think that's where it really shines yeah so i'm just grabbing something with my mouse i'm dragging it you know in photoshop or whatever i'm dragging that window over check it out on the ipad Maybe I'm trying to see what my web page is going to look like, so I just drag my, my browser over there or something and then bring it back. Uh, I did try opening up Illustrator, and I broke out my stylus and actually just illustrated some stuff. And there is – I mean there's lag for whoa, sure. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me you can use your finger and it takes over the mouse? Absolutely. That is black fucking magic. It is pretty neat. It is pretty neat stuff. So I gotta do that. It, Son for thirty bitch. bucks, it's a poor man's walk. Whoa, wake him or walk him. Whoa, wake him, wake him. It's a wake him tablet it's without pressure whack sensitivity em. and bad stylus, but still, I mean, it's a poor man's version of it for thirty bucks. Wake him. Okay, I don't. We'll, we'll go with wake him. It sounds good. <laughs> walk him. Somebody's out there saying no. It's the, and whatever. Um, well, you can tweet I'll, us. And I, let us I, li- know. I like Photoshop Touch. <laughs> Sorry. Excellent. <laughs> so yeah, air display. Air display is cool. You could actually do some illustration with it. Uh, it was fun just for kicks to actually use my finger in Mac OS X Lion. I mean, I had, I just had you know some stuff over there like my system preferences and stuff. I'm just like tapping things, tapping on the file menu, and the menu comes down. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, so it is kind of you could experience what it would be like if they ever made an iMac with a touchscreen or something. Did we talk about on live desktop? I don't think we have, but it, yeah, you're right. Oh. I mean, this is very similar to that, dude. That thing is crazy. That thing is crazy. And Those I are literally some former QuickTime engineers from Apple that did that. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I, again, I don't know why. Like ever. I would need it for, but I go in there just to be like, hey, look, there's Windows on my iPad. Well, there's, click, l- click, there's click. some leg though when you use it. Not bad, right? Not bad at all. It's, I mean, it's it's, 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 it's just like the on live uh, uh, video game stuff, and I've yes. had a lot of success with that. Yes, and there there's a little bit of lag there too, and and the images are being fairly compressed, but yeah. I mean, but yeah, fuck, I don't care. It's free. <laughs> I click a button. There's Windows now. Right. If they would only let me launch like Internet Explorer and actually browse on it, that would be even better. Yes. But they're going to get sued out to oblivion anyway. Fuck them. Really? What, why are they going to get sued? Microsoft they, is going after them licensing? for their licensing. Yep. Mm. Okay. Well, that sucks. But the, this Air Display works over Wi-Fi only. So that's one caveat to it. But it, it is a little bit faster because of that, too. I don't know why you'd want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Anything yeah. else. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. 
Uh, I don't know what kind of weird shit you could do with that. Like being at the airport and having your wife. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it would be weird. So <sighs> I would say really good to preview your mobile artwork. If you really need to be able to just, like you're just itching to be able to illustrate just a few things here and there. I wouldn't do crazy illustration in it, but you just need to do a little bit. It could be good for that. I mean, I actually would prefer that over using a mouse. For instance, I made a personal website a couple of years ago, and I was just making some little icons to put up in the header. Extreme. Naked. That was NakedJared.com, by the way. Uh, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> just, just the, Google it. You're the only visitor to it. <laughs> I love that site. <laughs> but I, the whole point was to draw these icons that look – they were supposed to look drawn, so not perfect by any means. And it's just basically the outline of them. So – this would have been perfect for that. And I instead had to do with a mouse and it, they don't actually look like they're drawn, you know, if you look at them long enough because they were done with the mouse. So yeah. I like that for the, for that reason. Uh, and for checking out your iOS icons for sure. I highly endorse it. So yeah. That, uh, yes. Seriously. <laughs> 20, bu- 20 bucks for the app on your Mac and 10 bucks for the iPad. So not exactly cheap as far as apps go. Yeah, it's kind of pricey. It is. It's thirty bucks for thirty bucks. I could probably go buy like a sixteen-inch monitor. You know, one thing I am <laughs> thinking about doing though is leaving my mail app or my Twitter open on the iPad and just have it angled a little bit off to the side. And not, here, here, not here's an idea: just put room. your fucking iPad it, up. I could. Because you've got Twitter on there, you've got mail on there, you got everything else. But they're not the desktop versions. It's kind of nice. <laughs> Well, if I'm already, I have my hand on my keyboard and my mouse, I don't really want to be switching back and forth and tapping on my iPad and like trying to type on the iPad is much slower. It would be nice to just be like, oh, there's Twitter thing. Okay, go over there. I'm using my keyboard to type. It's so much faster. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I'll try. 30 bucks though, really? It's 30 bucks. Yeah. That's, they should have made it 10. I would have bought it for 10. I won't buy it for 20. 10 total, you mean? Because it's 30 total. Fuck them. I wouldn't buy it then. <laughs> they just, they lost a sale there. You lost it. Make it 15. 15. Five for whatever the 10 is and 10 for whatever the 20 is. <laughs> there you go. It wasn't immediately obvious to me either that I had to download yet a third program, which was the server component from their, What? Yeah, you have to download it from their website. So you download it on the App Store and then you open it up and it's got this little. It was not the greatest initial screen, and it's got step-by-step instructions, which, you know, I don't read any of that stuff. But but the real problem was I went to the second tab because the second tab showed computer plus iPad. I'm like, oh, that's the one that applies to me. I click on that, and it didn't have, like, all the instructions I needed. But I needed to download the installer, and I found that out by just talking to them on their live chat thing, which was pretty nice. But so. yeah, it's pretty great life help, but they couldn't make their website just tell me I have to download the server. Or I couldn't read it. I mean, it's kind of a mixed thing, but. No, no. The user, <laughs> the user is never wrong. They I are. Love, by the way, side note, I love the live chat on websites. I've become really accustomed to it now. Yeah. And it sucks when somebody doesn't have that. Yep. Olark, do it. Yep. Olark, it's free. You can have it. I've got it running on a couple sites. Uh, well, one for UU and then one for my other. Like you, you. Uh, hell, I was just having a a guy went to my web. He went to UX jobs and and started chatting with me. He's like, "Hey, Brandon." He's like, "This is you know, blah blah blah," and start, like just chatting with me. <laughs> I'm like, so you oh, can uh, get dates through I, Olark as well. That's great. That's yep. good to know. Yep. Do you pay for that then? I mean, they don't. Nope. Have a, they have a free version. Yeah. 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 They also, I just got the latest AppSumo bundle, the SX, the South by Lean bundle, 
It's just mm-hmm. packed full of stuff, and it had a several month uh, s- subscription to one of their better plans for Olark. Yeah, that's so, great. I love yeah. it. All right, let's talk about iPhoto for iPad. And I couldn't review it, so I will leave it to you two to talk about it. And I'll play Peanut Gallery. Patrick, will you want to take this one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can take this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I glanced at it just for a few minutes, and I really like it. I mean, everything is really responsive. Um, pretty nice to use. Would you how, use it, how? Yeah, how many photos do you? Because you said we were just talking. You you only have a handful of photos in there right now, right? Yeah, so I only have a handful of photos with my iPad. Um, the camera, obviously, on the two is not that great, so I haven't really used it, taken a whole lot of pictures. But I mean, what I have and I played around with, it's pretty nice, you, and it, it seems like. Sorry, I'm I'm sitting here spinning the photos right now as we speak. It's got some actually really really great features. Um, my my problem too is how many photo over here, Jared. How many photos do you have on your iPad? I don't have that many, but can't photo stream? I'm not. I guess I don't have it turned on, but can't you just photo stream stuff? Because I take a lot of my iPhone on my iPhone. Yes. So yeah. So if if you would photo stream that, you're yes. If you would photo stream it, then I mean, it would that's show the up solution there. there. Yeah. But so I, you know, I only have 54 photos in here. Um, but I mean, it does. It has. It has. Now, what's interesting is again, this is a new kind of design meta. So we're all going through this transitional period of these 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 products that are coming out that are more productive, um, where I'm interacting with content, I'm modifying content, um, and it's it, Apple went fucking hog wild like that. The the different paint brushes that you can apply to it. Where it comes up and it's like this f- fan of of different uh, uh, paintbrushes, the repair, the red eye, the saturate, and you just color over it. Which it's looks all these sexy, by the way. It, it looks sexy, but I'm still like having a hard time, you know, getting uh, just getting used to it all. And, and I'm old, so that doesn't surprise me. Um, but it does have a lot of. I mean, it's kind of the same thing where you can go in and you can start applying a lot of the same kind of styles and filters and really make your own Instagram looking photos. You know, you can make things antique. You can adjust a whole lot of stuff. Uh, but if you're not editing, I don't know if there's a point to it. Well, what if you're having a meeting with a client and you really just want to bring your iPad and you're just you're just shooting ideas out there, and as the client's telling you things, like, oh, you mean kind of like the and you're not making final artwork, but just making sure you're on the same page. Would you? I'm talking more about Photoshop I, Touch, I guess, than I. Oh, Photoshop, Photoshop, yeah, Photoshop. I could see that. <clears throat> um, that's you know, I, I don't. How does it open? Does it open PSDs? Uh yeah, I'm pretty sure it does, especially through that Creative Cloud. And oh, okay. That handles the. I need to try that. Between. Um, but yeah, so, so iPhoto, no, again, iPhoto, it, it's like iPhoto on your desktop, but it's got a lot of cool design, you know, stuff that I like about it. And you flip and you can spin and fly through your photos and adjust all these knobs and turny button thingies. And it's, it's, it's got a lot of really cool shit. Um, but I'm still not sure, like if I would use it, you know what I mean? Right. One one of the thoughts I had on this was kind of like when the original uh, iOS came out and they Apple had had to create new UE metaphors or just kind of build on old ones. You know, like the, 
the drop down became the that Rolodex type of you know the yeah. roller. So yeah. they they had to come up with some new Yui metaphors that have really held well. You know they've aged well through the years, and we still stick with them because they were so good to begin with. And I'm wondering if some of the problems they had to solve in the Yui with iPhoto will become fairly commonplace over the next year or two. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair. I think that's fair. So I think it's monumental from that regard, from the UE regard. I mean, whether you're, if you really want to whip out your iPad and remove red eye, maybe you're on vacation and it's your only option. And I also keep coming back to this idea that a lot of people nowadays are really going to be using their iPad as their primary computer, and they may not even have a laptop or a desktop. So not this yet. could be their only option, and they might be okay with that. They could get very used to this. Not yet. You don't think it's gotten to that point? iPad 3, yes. Um, iPad 2s, no. I still think we have a keyboard problem that has to get solved. Um, it is. It feels crippling to use the touch keyboards. Yeah, yeah. So the, the keyboard has to get solved, and uh, pressure sensitivity needs to get solved, I think, um, as far as being like a really productive tool. Um, and, and unfortunately, like the keyboard, Patrick and I, you have one, Patrick. The, um, well, what's your case that you have? Oh, God, what was it? It was like the Logitech one? Yeah. yeah. One of my friends has that. That's pretty cool. But but how often do you use yours? Uh, never. Yeah. And so I've, I I went and I just bought an Apple keyboard to pair with mine. Guess where That's mine is? exactly what I did. Mine's in the back of my trunk. I... And it's been there for like six months. Well, when you bought it, when did you envisioned using it? regularly or no it was that time we talked about that one dude who's like i've uh, transferred my entire remember that whole thing oh, I, remember, I got yeah. yeah i got really productive with it and i could do a lot of cool shit with it but the fact of the matter is it's kind of a pain in the ass to to, to lug around my laptop my my ipad my keyboard my blah 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 and it was just meh for uh for listeners out there that don't know we were talking in a previous podcast this goes back a few episodes now but a programmer actually ditched his laptop and just uses or was using it. I'd be I'd be very curious to know if he's still doing this. But uh, was using his iPad and an external keyboard to just do all of his programming, mail, documents, everything. It was yeah. it was it was inspiring, it's, but I didn't want to do it myself. I d- yeah I did and um, but yeah you know whatever it it's uh, it's gonna I think I think with the resolution. Um, that the iPad 3 is going to have, the new iPad. <laughs> you think it's the resolution? Uh, to me, it's the CPU. Uh, no, I think it, I think it's all of it, right? I think it's the RAM. I think it's the CPU. But I think the resolution, because the, right now, what's the default? Is it 1280, I think? I, I don't know. Uh, I think it's like 1024 is the the okay. first and second generation. All right. So the And then the new one is what? The new what? Which for, what version of the iPad are you talking about, Brandon? <laughs> I'm talking the what the new one, the, the new, new iPad. Oh, the new one, yes. The new one is I think is 20, that going in twenty forty eight by something like that. It's twice as much. Yeah, so you can I mean you can fit a lot of UI stuff in that space. Twenty forty eight by fifteen thirty six. Yeah, and it's going to be small, and that's fine because whatever. I mean, but that's a lot of that's a lot of space to start because even you know at the current ratio of, of the iPad two and the iPad one, um, it is still hard to work in that space and and get all of your different you know UI elements that you want and have it still be productive. So I think we're going to start seeing that evolution, but I still think we got to solve the keyboard problem. Yes. 
Yeah, I got an external, but it, mine is only meant for when I'm traveling because I actually don't want to travel with my laptop anymore. I love traveling light with just my iPad, but I just couldn't bring myself to want to type anything more than a few sentences on my iPad. So Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I just throw that thing in my backpack with the iPad, and now I know when I'm gone for a week, I can still actually reply to emails or type up a blog post or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's a cool app for five bucks, though. Yeah. <laughs> to, to pull it back to the fucking iPhoto. I told you, wild tangents on this thing. We were, <laughs> we were talking beforehand about what the podcast is like to Patrick, and we said, yeah, we just go off on wild tangents mostly. Well, and, 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 and we're already, like, 40 minutes into the damn thing. Yeah, we got to get moving here. Okay, go, 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 go! Lightning, we're out. Okay, let's talk about illustration and sketching. I mean, we have touched on this a decent amount so far, but I wanted to talk about two apps in particular. And I would like to interject one. I would love that. Auto- but I didn't, I didn't post it on Talonopoly. I'm sorry. That's, that's okay. <laughs> I don't think I actually posted any of these on there. Oh. <laughs> so Autodesk, Sketchbook, Pro, and there's also an Express edition, which is free. And I actually tried out that one, and I tried out Adobe Ideas. And ideas. Tell us ideas. all about there, and tell us. I knew that was going to get a comment. <laughs> I've I've held it in for like thirty episodes, dude. <laughs> it's true. I should have put an R in the in the show notes. That'd have been amazing. So, first off, Autodesk Sketchbook Pro. I'm not my my passion and my forte is much more in the programming side. So I am not a huge designer. I don't do sketching. It looks retarded when I sketch, but. I I could actually download these for the iPad one, so I went for it. And Sketchbook Pro just I, I downloaded the Express, but even Sketchbook Express blew me away by the amount of features that are in this app. I mean Autodesk has made a really amazing application for sketching on the iPad. If only and we'll talk about this a little bit more in the next section here we're gonna to get to, but styluses seem to be what's holding you back, not the software when it comes to sketching on the iPad. Yeah. yeah. No, that's absolutely true. So, I mean, the the amount of features have did you, have you guys seen the Sketchbook Pro or Adobe Ideas? Have uh, you gotten into that? I hey, chirp chirp. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't got to that one. <laughs> um, no, no, I haven't. Uh, the one I do use is Procreate. Okay, that's the and, one you wanted to mention. Yeah, so Procreate is the one that I want to mention because I actually have done stuff with it, and and there's a lot of really cool stuff that you can do with it. I've gotten pretty good. Um, the, the, again, it all comes down to that pressure sensitivity, right? That, uh, they've got a really great way that I can flip cause I'm left-handed so I can flip the interface and I can control with my right hand how, uh, thick or thin the amount or the, the pen size is. So I got pretty good at drawing and, you know, using my right thumb to control, okay, thin, thick, thin to kind of get those, you know, that natural look that you're looking for when you don't have pressure sensitivity. So that was pretty cool. But this uh, Autodesk uh, sketchbook thing looks friggin' insane. It is. And some of the things that people have done with it are just awe-inspiring. The graphics that they have sketched out. How much is it? Well, there's Sketchbook uh, Express, which is... Really, if you're going to get into this, I would recommend just going for the Pro. If you if you illustrate, you like sketching, and you want a great sketching app on the go, just go for Pro. Uh, Express does have some of the f- cool features like mirroring. I really like the mirror feature where as you draw on, let's say, the left side of the screen, you're going to see the exact same thing happening on the right. So for whatever reason, you're doing symmetric stuff. That's really neat. Uh, it has undo levels in it. It has really good help documentation, shapes. 
you can choose tons of different uh, points types, like whether you want a pencil or pen and how thick. The color swatch selector is really cool. It reminds me of the uh, Macromedia, you know, fireworks style color swatch picker. Uh, I, I like that. Yeah, it's cool stuff. <laughs> I'm downloading it right now, trying to see. Uh, the, and the, the Adobe Ideas one looks like, again. It, it really does come down to what kind of you know how good of artists can you get for your uh, website to make your art? Because I saw an amazing uh, photo done in uh, paint, oh hell, what's uh, what's the Windows Paint application? Uh, just MS Paint. MS MS Paint. Neil Tyson. DeGrasse, is that how you say his last name? The, the the astrophysicist who's on the news all the time. A guy did an amazing drawing in MS Paint. Really? <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. It was insane. And, you know, again, it all comes down to how good is the artist who's using the tool. I could never use MS Paint to do anything good. No, no. Nor would I want to. But you're not an artiste. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Adobe Ideas is neat because it... It works well for sketching, but if you're really illustrating, I probably wouldn't use it. But if you're just sketching out some quick and dirty notes, then that is a little bit better. It's meant to be sketched notes, really. You know, that's why the, it, it's called ideas. Uh, it's more like I want, you know, here's just my napkin sketch of something quick and save it out and then give me a new page. Okay, I'll sketch this other thing out. Where Sketchbook Pro is, I want to draw this amazing landscape and actually do some killer stuff. On my iPad. And the oh my god. What? This is really good. Did you see the layers in Sketchbook Pro? No, I'm just doing I'm just they they do a great they do a sorry, I'm I'm away from my mic. They do a great job of of uh kind of giving you almost a natural pressure sensitivity without actually having pressure sensitivity. Um I don't know how they do it. Oh, but this is really cool. I would say this is the best sketching app for the iPad. Oh my god! Yeah, this is neat. Go download the Express one, and you'll see it's free. Yeah. Um, you'll see what kind of things you're going to deal with when you get to the pro level. It, the UI on it is very minimal too, and it's almost like ribbon style. So that as you select stuff, fuck that, you! That Don't bar. you ever say <laughs> ribbon again for a toolbar. And if it you do, I will style. come over to your house and shit in your yard. Wow, that's intense. Uh, yeah, so you can scale the layers. <laughs> I'm just going to move on from that. Yeah, move on. No, this is <laughs> really the neat. the available option. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the layers is nice. It is. The layers are really nice. It's oh, a, and there's the mirror. No, wait. The I didn't, I watched some of the iPad, the new iPad uh, announcement, but I, I didn't get to the point where the Autodesk guys came out on stage, but I know they did, and they talked about this app, and it's been well-received. This is getting downloaded a lot and, and definitely being used by a lot of professionals. Oh, this mirror thing's kind of cool. I can make – oh, that looks like a perfect set of boobs. <laughs> boobs, perfectly balanced. Nice. Oh, this is neat. While Brandon gets lost in the boobies on his iPad, we'll move on to some styluses. Is it styluses or styli? Styli. <laughs> that's, what the, that's, that's what the hipsters are calling it these days. I don't know. Well, I saw in one of the articles I was reading said styli. I'm like, really? All right. Uh, the How do we say we're going to say this? Wacom? Wacom. The, the Wacom Bamboo Stylus. This thing costs 30 bucks. 
it's for sale now. Uh, it's Wacom's solution to, hey, you have an iPad, but not one of our ultra-cool tablets? Well, I guess you could still be somewhat cool and use our stylus. Uh, it's it's basically just a fat rubber-ended pen, from what I can tell. I didn't see anything. They are all like that. That's we're what gonna, mine is. Uh, we're going to get to one that might blow your mind that's actually not like that. But this yeah, one... Insert software. There is some, yes. They talk about Pogo Sketch, it being similar to Pogo Sketch, which seems to be one of the original and most popular styluses. And my very cheap knockoff is basically look tries to look like a Pogo Sketch. I'm using one that came in a three-pack for like $18 off of Amazon, and it has no brand name anywhere on it. <laughs> but it it's a stylus. Um, so the bamboo... Uh, I couldn't find anything that really made it stand out to me, but I think these are the types of things where I don't know if the Apple store has a bunch of these in stock, but it might be something that would be good to find a store where you can go try a few of them out and see which one feels good in your hand. I think it all comes down to, you know, really the shape and the size of it. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not so- I knew you were not going to be able to resist that. I knew it. I'm like, should I even go down? This road? It's it, the size of your pen. It's really all about the girth of your pen. <laughs> How big is the rubber head? <laughs> Un- uh, yeah, unfortunately, it- I think they all suck. Um, <laughs> no well, they, pun intended. They are what they are because of the screen they have to work on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not much that they can do to get away from that. So that I have I have done some pretty neat artwork um, with the wake or not with the Wakeham one that I've got. I've got I'll tell you which one I've got here and see for my vision. I can't see anything. It's like a six dollar one from Amazon. Box wave, (laughs) box wave. And it just has a rubber round. And it's got the rubber round tip to it. Um, And it's small and it's got a little belt clip so you can put it on your belt. And it's you know, it's fun to fuck around with. But when I'm ready to do real work, it's not there. It's not on my iPad yet. Right. I grab my Wacom tablet, which I don't do that often. My daughter's actually been using the Wacom tablet more now that I've gotten her into Photoshop. Um, but, yeah, I don't really do that anymore either. If you're looking for a brand name stylus and you don't want to spend too much, the Sketch Plus from Pogo is probably a good way to go. It looks like a lot of the ones out there, like the one I'm using is a copycat of this. It's just pretty much an aluminum shaft with the rubber ball on the end. You got anything for that, Brandon? <laughs> shaft. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the Cosmonaut. <laughs> and then we've got the Rabbit. Um, now, so. these, last two were, these last two pens were actually Kickstarter projects. And they got three million. They raised three million dollars. No, actually, this uh, this sorry, this first one only raised one hundred sixty-two thousand dollars. Come on. Yeah, that's it. Actually, the Cosmonaut was one hundred thirty-four thousand, and then the iPen one hundred sixty-two thousand. The Cosmonaut is the girthiest of all iPad <laughs> styluses I have ever seen. I can barely grip my fingers around it. <laughs> yeah, if you're used to a really big pen. <laughs> Then you should fucking falling apart. Why would you want this? I don't understand. I'm looking at this thing. Uh, What is the real reason you would want this thing? Do you see that? It looks like it looks like sidewalk chalk. 
<laughs> it does. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's um, yeah, you know, it's it when some it's kind of like monster cables. I don't know. I got nothing. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm actually wrapped up in this eye pen. Um, All right, let's move on to that because that is more interesting. Yeah, this is an active pen. This is an active stylus for your iPad. Now it does come with a huge caveat to it, where you have to actually take this uh, their adapter and you plug it into the dock connector, and that adapter is somehow visualizing what you're doing with the pen over the screen area. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! So it is—it's actually—it's it, got to be dongled. It has to be dongled. That I don't know if that's a bad. That doesn't well, bother me as much. It's not bad as long as the app that you want to use actually interacts with that dongle. It has to specifically use their SDK. Oh, so well, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But now, it's still pretty damn cool. Yeah, and they actually have a list of all these different apps that they are working with to get the SDK built into them, and it is a fairly extensive list. You're not going to find Adobe or iPhoto or any of those things on this list, but they do have quite a few. Like Procreate looks like a pretty good app. Sketch Club. I mean, you've I've recognized some of these as being fairly popular apps that I've seen people use before. Like Notes Plus is probably the most notable one. Notes Plus is a really incredible note taking app. Uh, if you're ever if you're in a situation where you go to a lot of meetings and you hate using the keyboard and you just want to draw like write your notes out. Check out Notes Plus. I know several people that I work with that use this and swear by it. And this app, this uh, pen will work with it shortly. So that's pretty cool. And if you look, you see this pen, like the tip of it there? It is not your standard round ball stylus. No, it's definitely not a big rubber head. It's not. And it's not girthy either. <laughs> no, it, it actually looks like um, like an India ink kind of pen. I mean, it's it's got a real nice point to it. Um, and it makes sense that they can get away with that if 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 it's got to be dongled. Yep. So it has a proximity sensitivity in it. Mm. Uh, so it actually that's their way of kind of doing pressure, I guess. I mean, they know yeah. whether it's touching it or not. Precise handwriting and drawing, and a couple of the these different uh, ones that I've been looking at. Palm rejection is is a big thing. So if you were if you want to rest your your hand on the yeah. screen, which is very common. Yep. You need to make sure that's not going to register anything on the screen. So it will have that as well. And it, it got a lot of backers. I mean, this is a pretty successful project on Kickstarter. So that looks cool. Go check that out. It cost $89 for it, though. <laughs> yeah. And you were complaining about air display earlier. This is a $90 pen, basically. It, it's real. It's, it's Adams. I'll pay more for Adams. It, yeah, and great precision for it. And it's kind of cool. I One, might buy it. One thing we haven't mentioned yet, though, is that there is a lag when you're using a stylus on the iPad. Even your finger, just your finger, you don't notice as much because your finger's fatter. But there's a there's an actual lag when you're sketching stuff on your iPad. Did how much was it on your iPad too? Did you notice much of a lag? Mine's not bad. Okay, mine. Like how far? If you moved quickly, how far back would it get behind you? Would you say? Like uh, I'm doing it right now. Hold on. Seems. No, it, Mine Pretty like, accurate. Really? Mine got maybe like four or five, like half an inch, four or five millimeters or something. I don't know if that's half an inch, but it, you could tell like, I, it was would, not yeah. under the point of your pen. That was for sure. No, this this feels pretty natural. Is it, yeah, it just right sucks because you've point? got your old fucking iPad 1. I know. My, <laughs> my iPad 2001. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, at least on the first-gen iPad, there's a noticeable amount of lag if you start really whipping up a storm with your stylus. If you're doing very slow, detailed work, I don't think it's going to be a problem. All right, let's talk about collaborative drawing apps. Right before the podcast, uh, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon and I jumped on very last minute and tried these these two apps out. Uh, to and This is something I had been want. I was actually looking for an app like this for quite a while, so I was super excited when I found this uh, last night and put it in the show notes because there are oftentimes I work with a distributed team of programmers on most of my projects, and I want something a, more real-time to share my wireframes and have a collaborative session with my other programmers. So I had this idea of why can't I just draw, you know, I don't need it to be fancy. I just want to draw some boxes and little icon. It'll it'll look like shit, but you know, kind of get the idea across and just be on the phone or on Skype and talk through it with people. And hell, it'd be great. You know, of course, if they see exactly what I'm drawing as I draw, but even more so if they could even like draw arrows and draw a little icon and draw things on the same screen, that would be awesome. So I found some of these apps the first one that we tried out was Zigzag Board, and it uh, at first it kind of scared me off because it said that you need a meeting subscription. I didn't know what that meant, but turns out you can actually still do the meeting part for free. And we got on here, Brandon. We were just mm-hmm. you know dicking around on here drawing some stuff, and it had a little bit of. I mean, it had a noticeable amount of lag. You wouldn't want to do this for something where you know multiple people are drawing at the same time like we were doing. You probably sit back and kind of. It's okay that it would take a little while for, to see exactly what I'm doing. But what do you think of like the power of this? Is this something you could see yourself using if you had to talk with your designer and he's not you know, physically located near you? Uh, <laughs> the, sync sp- the sync space, yes. Um, the other one, which was it? What was it? Zigzag Borg. Z- zigzag Borg, no. Z- zigzag Borg. No, um, you know the the uh, what I'm trying to figure out here is how do I how do I add an image? Ah, uh, there we go. So like I, I I would have to take my mock-up. I'd have to get it onto my iPad. I would then have to. There's a fruit fly in here. I would have to then then uh, then put that onto the artboard to then be able to kind of modify it. Right. True. I I was thinking that for some. Maybe if it's a little bit further down the road with the wireframe, you have a more mature wireframe. That's great. But if I'm just saying, hey, I want a modal box and it's kind of has these two buttons and I just want to show really rudimentary type information, I don't even need a picture to start with. Well, if I don't want their – a lot of times I don't want their feedback. Well, Honestly, man, I'll just send them a mock-up and be like <laughs> – yeah, it's like here's the here's the mock-up. This is what I'm going, and then it kind of forces. The, so I might not be a good case for this because I kind of use that to my advantage because I know they can't mock things up. They can't put in there, "Hey, I want a carousel." Are you talking um, clients? You know, and or so you, or are you talking clients or teammates? Both. Really? Because for oh, yeah. teammates, I actually do want. I like no, that no, 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 okay. no, no, no. There's no like with Patrick though. Again, with Patrick though, I would just send him. I would just say, here, this is this is what I'm thinking. Make this better, right? Uh, we don't we don't need to sit and say, well, you know, what about maybe over here or over here? I mean, most of the, so I don't know. I That's mean, a good I. Point. Uh, so that's just the way we work. But then I could see so what I was thinking about is, OK, so I could send this to our you know CEO and I could say, here's the design I'm thinking about. And then he could say, well, well you know, maybe what about this? What about that? And then I just knew that he would want carousels on everything. Yeah. With with. Uh, yeah, I got nothing for that. <laughs> Sync <laughs> Sync space seemed a little bit more responsive, I think, because it waited 
you know, it didn't constantly try to update as you were drawing. So I would yeah. see literally the line, you know, as you drew it, it seemed to just update every couple seconds or every second or so. And that was a better experience, didn't you think? Yeah, no, I definitely liked I liked it better. It had more options. You had different pens and pencils and letters and text and shit like that. So, yeah, all in all, I'd say it's definitely a better product. Sharing, though, still seemed handicapped in both. I didn't look. Well, I mean, sync like, space seems better than zigzag for sure. Why do you mm. say that? Uh, I mean, you just have different options. Mm. I mean, maybe I haven't gotten far enough in zigzag, but in sync no, space, it's limited. Like the uh, emails, PDF, and then right. sent to like social networks. I mean, it just seems a lot easier. The interface seemed easier because when we were in zigzag, we stuck with the same width to the lines we were drawing. But mm-hmm. I saw Brandon, you were playing around a little bit more and doing some really neat, you know, stuff that looked a little bit cooler in sync space, like right out of the box with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I felt I the the ability to control your pen width is huge. Um, and text, and, and you were doing yeah. text in there. Yep, yep. So no, again, I think sync uh, span, sync, sync space, whatever the hell it is, is sync pad. Pad sync sync space. You're just renaming it at this point. You're just like rebranding it. This is the new sync pad. Um, uh, Yeah, so that gets my vote. Okay. Uh, The one thing I would like to see from either of these apps, though, is a way to get your team in it. So invite them into it so that I don't have to send an email out with a link in it. Or Zigzag was even worse, where it actually showed you a prompt and said, here's the URL you have to send somebody to go to. And and here's the code, which was a nine-digit code with dashes in it, to get them to be able. That's to just eat. like a meet up or meet uh, go to meeting. They yeah. do the same thing, right? And yeah, I I would rather be able to invite the people in, and then I can say, oh, show me my list of people, just like in Skype, and here's the people I want to start a session with. Yes, I agree. By the way, yes. I bought a safe. Okay. I bought a safe. I bought a safe for all my hard drives. And so I got oh, on Amazon. Is this and for I, your email server? Well, it was, but then I was like, I just need a safe anyway to back up all the shit that I've got. And so I got this Sentry uh, safe, and it's a 1.3 cubic feet, foot, whatever, uh, fire safe. And the thing showed up on my door. It's like 130 bucks, and it weighed 120 pounds. <laughs> and this thing is a beast and and i highly recommend it though it's good i threw all my hard drives in there i lock it up boom i could have a fire and i still have all my archive stuff very nice i just thought of that i, I appreciate it that was a nice little ad in there uh it's just to mention SyncPad. SyncPad. i did not try this out because it costs five bucks for the iphone version and 10 bucks for the ipad version but you can check that out if you are into this type of thing it might be a little bit more well done, a little more polished, and it works with Dropbox. So there's another uh-huh. collaborative drawing app. Uh, so wireframing and mockups is something that I actually have a friend that does do his wireframing on the iPad. He uses OmniGraphle on his iPad, not on his desktop, to do wireframes. Huh. Yeah. And, he, I mean, it, actually, he does pretty nice wireframes. I. Uh, I think it's just the tangible nature of it. At least, you know, I'm kind of intrigued because I have messed with Balsamic and I've messed with a couple of others on my desktop and I get bored really quickly trying to create a lot of detail or using my mouse and like, you know, positioning things just right. It would be nice to just 
very sloppily like select things, <laughs> throw them on the screen, and like almost force you to not have to overthink it at that stage of wireframing. I don't, I don't wireframe. Okay. Uh, I mockups and OmniGraffle were are two decent apps for you to check out if you do want, unlike Brandon, to wireframe on your iPad. Patrick, Patrick, when was the last time when you wireframed? Uh, never. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are just too cool for wireframing. I get it. Well, no, no, no. So here's my problem with wireframing is that wireframing is all fine and dandy for trying. If the the problem is, is we almost never know what our content's actually going to be during the wireframing process, right? We have ideas. We have like, this might be a title. This might be a block. But the fact of the matter is that block might be 400 words or it might be 20,000 words. Who knows when the people get done with it? Um, I've just never had, it, it, it was always, I always had much more pleasure of trying to to incorporate everything into the the design versus just wireframing and that's just me personally and and i could be wrong but you know patrick is was kind of the same way i actually i i don't do wireframing as the first step i will actually do the programming and get a prototype out the door which looks horrible uh and does not have great navigation or user flow but it works you know i've gotten the hard bits done with it actually programmed and then that's when I go ahead and do my wireframing to really focus on the layout and then some of the design aspects. And so I, I have a pretty good idea at that point of, you know, I do know what all of the fields yeah. are going to be and I know what all my links are. And so it's, it's all a known entity when I do wireframe. Okay. Well, that kind of seems a little backwards to me. It does, but it, I did it for Talonopoly. And the way it worked with that is because I did a horrid uh, version of a design and layout for Talonopoly to begin with. But it got out there, and I actually started getting some users to the site. And, and you know, I, I don't want to wait. I want to do an MVP and get it out there. And then I went ahead and hired a designer. And to save time with my designer so I didn't have to pay him even more money, I started doing some of these wireframes to really convey some of the layout concepts that I gotcha. had. Gotcha. And I already had a, I had a crystal clear picture of exactly what all the information fields were and what a standard size amount of text was for each thing. And so it worked really, really well for that. And then yeah. he was able to take that and within you know two to seven hours per screen be able to turn it into a really beautiful PSD. <clears throat> no, that makes sense. Um, Patrick, uh, before before we go, I want you to I, I want you to tell the people here who are listening your new technique for providing mockups to your clients. How do you do it? Um, everything in the browser. <laughs> what is this? You just do front end design and show them that. Yeah, I try to do everything in the browser as much as possible now. I mean, there's some things that you're not able to do. But I will generally build something out in the browser utilizing a lot of CSS3 and then take a screenshot of that and maybe pull it into Photoshop and embellish and like (laughs) – I don't think that's crazy. I think that – It's brilliant. I know several people that actually will do that. They do their wireframing, mockups and all that for their clients in CSS and HTML. Yeah. I think that makes perfect sense. So by the time it's it's done – I mean, you've got your code done. Um, you get it done right away, and then yeah, I think it's really cool. And you want, especially now that CSS three is out, you're not going to ever create, hopefully, a lot of those things ever as a PNG. They're going to live as CSS three. 
Yep. So right. mine is well. Why why not just cut out the Photoshop part of that and just start defining it in CSS three? So I think that makes that's cool. That's really neat that you're doing that. So prices. <sighs> just to mention prices, and we'll move on here. I mockups was seven dollars, and OmniGraffle is a whopping fifty dollars <laughs> because it is the juggernaut of uh of these mock-ups right up there with balsamic like you've got people that swear by both um, you know different camps of users there so if you're super into wireframing on the ipad check out omnigraph otherwise i think i mock-ups will probably do the job uh we also have adobe proto which is adobe i was surprised until i started doing the research how many apps adobe is spitting out for the ipad they they're, should. They have like a thousand developers. Yeah, they're all over this. They are just throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks right now. So Adobe Proto is their version of a wireframe app. It looked very mature. It looked great. Uh, so you, that might be worth checking out as well. And I, I was kind of surprised by how much of the UI on Adobe's uh, touch apps actually reminds me a lot of Metro. It's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah, very flat. Yep, yeah. Very flat toolbars. Just Dude, I – oh, by the way, the – the it, it, it sucks. Are we getting I'm on sorry. a tangent here? No, oh, God. I'm sorry. I installed the latest uh, build for um, IE8. I know people that it's months away and that they might put a start button back, but it's bad. It's bad. So, I couldn't figure out how to fuck to get back to anything. And, oh, you have to drag it to the lower right, left-hand corner uh, of the screen to get anything remotely back to where you can find apps and launch things. It was bad. I'm sorry. That's win, it. They'll win you over sooner or later. No, they won't. They'll, they'll keep. Well, they'll get you at, like, version I, oh, so here, No, here's the thing is I really wish – I'm waiting for the pers- the next company that's going to come out with a next operating system for the creative professional. It's um, be- Chrome OS. It's out already. Just no, and, and, fuck and, off. Just go to Chrome OS, dude. It's amazing. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> and, and, and I'm really disappointed that we don't have any options besides Mac OS and Windows because Mac is going consumer, and I have a very bad you feeling just, about how consumer it's going to get that we need a new operating system. So really, anybody, You're let's not going to mention Linux with GIMP? I mean, come on. No, I'm not. And, 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 and it might be a Linux base, but as much as, as Mac OS X is uh, FreeBSD, right, that we use its low-level stuff. Well, that's what Ubuntu um, is trying to do with Unity, which is their uh, new desktop for Ubuntu. Yeah, but see, the problem, the problem with Ubuntu or Ubuntu um, is, is still it's too easy to break. I can break it like in, in a matter of moments. I can break that damn thing just by poking around and shit that, you know, I probably shouldn't have access to anyway. Um, well, when you so, do remove all at the root level, yeah. Yeah. That's going to do it, that, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's, that's for another talk. We it can is. wrap this one up. I think we have about 10 podcasts in the past if you want to listen to Brandon rant about Windows. We've covered that pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Adobe debut for iPad. This is the last. So as I was thinking of ways you could use the iPad as a designer tool, one of the ways that struck me, and I thought it was really cool Adobe actually came out with an app for this, is as a presentation tool to clients. So this is after you have done the design work, how do you easily get that design work onto the iPad to show off to clients? And I think it's really a more intimate type of setting where maybe you're one-on-one with the client. You're naked. I you're having some. You're having some wine, <laughs> and I'm your, about to debut my special. Yeah, you've got your big stylus. You know, you're very <laughs> excited to show this thing off. 
So, <laughs> you know, but you, you, it's right. It's more tangible. You can just hand the pad, the tablet to your client. They can swipe through some stuff. They can zoom in, really see what it's going to look like. You've got a much higher resolution display to show your artwork on. And that is something for sure to consider. So Adobe Debut, if you want to, uh, and it just works with Creative Cloud. So you don't have to worry about syncing that 200 meg PSD file to your uh, iPad. It's going to be really quick and easy to get that stuff down onto your iPad. So that's uh, a way to use it with your clients. So I think that's the end of this episode. <sighs> this is exhausting. It's finally over. And Brandon ran out of wine 20 minutes ago, no doubt. <laughs> so just to recap what we've talked about, we talked about image editing on the iPad using iPhoto or Photoshop Touch. You can use it for illustration and sketching, uh, mock-ups, generating wireframes on it, and presenting designs to clients. And so, pornography. And pornography, of course, even though Steve Jobs would not condone that. Hey, that's HTML5. That's what it's for. <laughs> yes. That's what the animations are for, for sure. <laughs> so our recommendations <sighs> section, this is where we're at now. I recommend Air Display for mobile iOS developers. I think it's a great tool. Yes, it's 30 bucks, but hey, you spend 100 bucks a year just on your developer account. This is worth it. This is going to make it really really easy to check your artwork for your iOS apps, whatever things you're working on. Even if it's a website, you just want to check what it's going to look like at the higher pixel density. Boom, you just throw it over there. It's so easy. Collaborative drawing app. I agree with you, Brandon. I think SyncSpace was the better one there. Yep. If yep. that's something that you're interested in, check out SyncSpace. It's totally free. It's it's worth a try. And this brings us to the part with you guys. The thumbs up, thumbs down for Photoshop Touch and iPhoto. Thumbs up for both. I, uh, thumbs up for Photoshop Touch. Sideways thumb for Photoshop, or iPhoto just because I'm not sure exactly how often I'll ever use it. Patrick? What? Uh, I would give iPhoto thumbs up. And I really like it. <laughs> uh, Photoshop, I mean, I still have not used it yet, so I'm neutral on that one. Right, which says something too. Is that you know you don't? It's not that compelling to you. So I think that's a pretty good. That's that says something right there. Uh, so next episode, we're going to be talking about scaling your backend uh, on <laughs> on your web backend. <laughs> Sorry. Website on a server backend. And our next guest has scaled an iOS game that you have surely heard of and have probably even played. So tune in. What is it? What is it? What is it? You'll have to tune in to the next oh! episode to find out. How's that for a teaser? It's right. off. <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>